morning church it's nice to be here in the comfort of my home it's nice and warm at least I didn't have to drive or walk go out there in the cold and I hope you are all comfortable in your homes as we now come to listen to a, another sermon maybe you got a, a nice cup of coffee tea or maybe a Milo or hot chocolate and you are now in your lounge and ready to hear what God's word has to say. So please turn with me to Psalm 131. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 131. Looking at verse 1. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother like a weaned child is my soul within me let's pray father we thank you for another beautiful morning thank you that we can come before your word the sacred scriptures what a privilege it is to to be known by you, that you know us, that you've saved us and called us to be your children. But help us now, Father, as your children to, to listen, to hear what the sacred scriptures have to say. Holy Spirit, do a great work in and through me as I preach and teach from your word. Father, thank you now for this morning. Help us to listen and help us also to apply what we hear. May we not just collect knowledge in our minds, but may it flow into our hearts and become loving and caring people. So help us, Father. Help us to be transformed by your word more and more into Christ-likeness so we can continue to, to walk humbly with you and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and our hope in him. Thank you now, Father, for this morning. Praying us this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. I thought this time, just look at a psalm. I have um, given you the psalm already on a message, on a psalm morning. But it would be nice just to recap and, and come to the psalm, which is all about hoping God. Like someone said, it's a lovely psalm to encourage us to have a humble faith and a calm confidence in God. To hope in God. And, and what is our hope in during this time of COVID-19? Who has our hope been in? Well, our hope can only be in two things. It can either be in God or it can be in ourselves. Now, when I talk about ourselves, it could be in our personality. It could be in our, our, our own human wisdom. It could be in our possessions. It could be in our material things. But sadly, that is all built on sand, and it's sinking sand. And if we continue putting our hope in ourselves, and if Jesus returns, we're going to fall. And great will be our fall. But our hope should be in God. We should be trusting in God. We should be leaning on Him and His wisdom. We should be building our lives on 
His rock. He's our refuge. He's our rock. And our hope should be in Him. Be in Jesus Christ. So when Jesus does return, we will stand. And He will say, Well done, our faithful servant. So who is your hope in during this time? Is your hope in God? Or is your hope in yourself? Now the word hope here is not how the world uses it. Yes, we can use it loosely. Um, I hope it doesn't rain today. I hope it's a, a lovely day so I can go out in the garden and play with my children. Or I hope this COVID-19 blows over so I can go back to the gym or I can go back to doing things that I could do before. But the hope that we are talking about here is a hope that rests on something more permanent. And it's anchored in God. In God Himself and His Word, in His promises. That's where our hope should be. In God, in Himself and His promises that come from the sacred scriptures. And, and we know there's a beautiful verse in Romans chapter 15 verse 4, which you've heard me mention to you quite a few times during lockdown. And, and, and that's where we go and be encouraged to, to, to know what to do and who to place our hope in. And it talks about hope in the sacred scriptures. That's Romans chapter 15 verse 4. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. So that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The scriptures encourage us to have hope. They're there to give us hope. They're there to, to, to mold us and shape us and to make us spiritually strong and courageous in this perverse world. Because there are lots of things that are happening around us because of the fall. Well, there's the COVID-19 there's terrorism, there's rape, there's murder. And those things will, will cause us to, to waver and to stumble and to become despondent if we do not have our hope in the Scriptures. The Scriptures give us the hope for faithful endurance in this world. But true lasting hope is also founded on one person. And that is God himself. So there's hope in the scriptures, but there's also hope in God, who's also the source of our hope. The psalmist writes about this in, in Psalm 42, verse 5. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And that's telling us that we will go through emotions of despair, despondency, be discouraged. But, but it's beautiful. Just go to the Psalms. Look at yourself in the mirror and allow God to minister to you like the psalmist does. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? And listen to what he says. Hope in God. For I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. God is the psalmist's only hope to help him in despair. God is our only hope to help us in despair. Hope, hoping God gets us up in the morning. Hoping God prevents us from killing ourselves. Hoping God gives us the joy that it should be in our hearts. So, will we hope in God? 
or will we continue to hope in ourselves? Because without true hope, we will and we will fall into misery and despair. Yes, we will do the same as a Christian, but if we turn to God, we can ask Him to help us to, to pull us out of this despair. But if we continue, we will just go deeper and deeper into despair. Listen to this suicide note by a very wealthy, miserable man. This is what he has to say, and I quote, I am worth $10 million as men judge things. But I am so poor in spirit that I cannot live any longer. Something is terribly wrong with life. End of quote. Now we know why he is terribly miserable. Why he says there is something terribly wrong with life. Because he's fixed his hope in the uncertainty of riches and not in God. Our, our, our hope should be in God. And if it's not, then we are going to be miserable and continue to be miserable. And this is what was missing in this man's life. God and His Word are our only hope. It gives us meaning and purpose for this life. And it's the hope we need. It puts, like I said, a joy, a skip in our hearts. A joy that is inexpressible, that we cannot explain. And, and God is the one that gives us hope. I remember reading in the Old Testament, the, the Israelites were, were not in Jerusalem, they were in exile. And God comes to them in Jeremiah and says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. God is their only hope as they are in exile. And God is our only hope as we continue to worship Him in lockdown. Because there is a time when He will bring us back under the Arsia Fiofia roof where we can again worship together as a body of believers in Christ Jesus. God plans to give us a future and a hope. May we trust in Him for this hope. And obviously this promise is for as we live him out in this world. As we experience calamity in this world. God our Father through his Son Jesus Christ is working out his plan for our lives. And for our future as we put our hope in him. In his Son Christ Jesus. And if it's painful and if it's slow and if it's not going according to your time. And you want it to go quicker. Be patient. But always go back to the most beautiful scripture verse in the Bible. And it says, this is in Romans 8.28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for God. For those who are called according to His purpose. Keep hoping in God. So let's turn now to the psalm, Psalm 131. And let's look at two things. Two things to encourage us to hope in God. It's not easy. Let's not pretend everything is easy as a Christian. No, it's a spiritual battle. And we need God's grace which is sufficient for us. We need Christ. We need the triune God to help us to, to persevere, to keep our hope on Him and in Him. So I'm going to look at, we're going to look at two things to, to hope in God. For I hope to be in God as we walk with Him in this world and especially through COVID-19. 
And the first thing to look at from Psalm 131, for our hope to be in God is, we must turn off the noise in our hearts. Listen as I read again, verse 1. O Lord, and this is, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty, nor do I involve myself in great matters or in things too difficult for me. And if you look at the beginning of verse 2, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Verse 1 is telling us that David's soul, David's heart is quiet. It's not noisy. David is a man after God's heart. He's the author of this psalm. And he's telling us in verse 1 that his heart is quiet. And it's quiet inside. He's not noisy inside. You know, he, we, we, he's not chasing after the things of the world. He, he's not chasing after the wind. He's not obsessed with things. Pressures from the outside do not consume him. Failure and despair do not haunt him. Anxiety is not causing him to free fall. Regrets do not corrode his inner experience. He is quiet inside. He's not busy, busy, busy. I love what someone says. Being busy trying to accomplish things beyond one's abilities is foolish. It just brings noise to our hearts. So David is helping us to, to quieten our noisy hearts before God. Are we quiet inside? Does Psalm 31 talk to our experience? Are we quiet inside during this time? What is going on in your heart? Or are our hearts like a Formula One track, which is very noisy? It's just a screaming noise. Turn the TV on sometime and just go to Formula One and listen to those cars making such a noise and racket. Is that our hearts at the moment? Now, if our hearts are very noisy inside, then you need to ask, what is that noise going on inside? You've got to figure out where, where, where does it come from? How did it get to be noisy? How, how, how did it get? Well, maybe because you're too busy and too preoccupied with, with the things of the world. And you get worried and irritable, wearied and hopeless. See, our hearts will be very noisy if our minds are set on ourselves and on the earth. They will be noisy. They cannot calm or quieten that noise. Our hearts may be set on our jobs, our salary, our possessions, our homes, our favorite TV programs. Maybe playing with our gadgets, always on our phones, relying on things for success, happiness and hope. That is hopelessness. Is this not a heart of an unbeliever? Because if that's our heart and it's noisy, that actually is the heart of an unbeliever. I'm not saying that you're an unbeliever. Because as a Christian, our hearts will get noisy. But we can hope in God and we can allow him to help us 
But if you're not, then your heart might be a heart of an unbeliever. Because their hearts are noisy continuously. But let's be fair, there are some unbelievers that can quieten their hearts. They can have some other religion. They can bring some karma into their hearts. But let me tell you this, when they face death, their hearts will be noisy. They will be restless. But are we, are we going to quieten our hearts? Turn down this noise by putting our hope in God. But if we continue to look at the world, if we continue to be inside our hearts very restless, then we must ask ourselves, is God in our hearts? Augustine, great father of theology, said this, God has made us for ourself, a Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds rest in you. Our rest comes from God. Jesus said, everyone who is weary and heavy laden, who is restless, come to me and I will give you rest. For my heart is gentle and humble. And I will give you rest for your heart. Come yoke with me. Come learn from me. Because I am humble and gentle in heart. And you will find rest. But praise the Lord for grace. Because we don't find that rest. We can ask Him to forgive us and ask Him to help us to quieten that noisy heart. Scripture says that the entire pagan world is without hope and without God. That was us once as an unbeliever. That should cause us to praise God and thank God for His grace that He has saved us. Because there was no hope. And there was a life lived without God. But thank God that we can now turn to Him because He has saved us. Our hearts will get noisy. Let's, let's not take that away as a Christian. But what will we do about that noise? That noise can either control, it, control us or we can go to the Scriptures and control it. Now, if we've been raised up with Christ and we've been crucified with Christ, then it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in us and He gives us that hope. He's in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. But the thing is, we need to keep seeking the things above. Seek our minds on the things above, not on the earthly things. Because the things above is where Christ is seated, next to the right hand of the Father. It's to Him we look, our faithful mediator, to help us. We, we must be like a Mary who chose the good part and sat at the feet of Jesus to, to find the time to still her heart. Not like Mary who was worried and bothered and, 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 and did things and just carried on. She was noisy in her heart. She was noisy inside. But like I said, Mary chose the better part to sit and quieten her heart before Jesus. And that's the only way we're going to get quiet inside. That's the only way we are going to quieten that noise. Because like I said, our hearts will get noisy. But will we learn to sit at the feet of Jesus? Go to our Bibles. Read the sacred scriptures and study them. 
so that the Holy Spirit can do a great work in our hearts, that He can sanctify them, transform them, and bring a great calmness and peace to our hearts. That's why we, when we're anxious, we pray to God to, to help Him, to, 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 to cultivate that peace in our hearts. A peace that surpasses all understanding, that only He can guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. I think of I think of Daniel, this Old Testament prophet. He was thrown into the lion's den. Who was his hope in? How was his heart? Well, his hope was in God, and his heart was quiet. We don't read anything about him being noisy. We don't read anything about him 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 fighting the soldiers, trying to get away, run, escape. The fact that he allowed them to Take him to the lion's den. Showed that he was calm and at peace. And his heart was quiet. Trusting in God. But then you, you read on and you read about the king. And the king went to his palace. He went to the comfort of his home. Where Daniel is in the lion's den. And spent the night fasting. He could not eat. No diversions were brought to him. No company. And sleep fled from him. Restless, tossed and turned in his bed. And there, there Daniel should have been doing all of that in the lion's den. But no, he's not restless. There's no noise in his heart. He trusts in God. And that is his hope. And yet in the psalm, David has a quiet heart inside. Because his hope is in God, not in himself. Like I said, if it was in himself, he would be like many of us. Many of us, when we are not putting our hope in God, it tells us that there's pride in our hearts. Our hearts are proud. We are absorbed in ourselves. Our eyes are haughty. We look down on other people. We chase after things too difficult for us to handle. We don't say no to work when we should. This is why we're so noisy and restless. Inside, it comes naturally. We all have this problem, unfortunately. Every one of us can tell an experience, maybe even now, how noisy our hearts are. Because anxiety brings noise. Depression brings noise. Keeping our eyes fixed on the earthly things brings noise. But when it's fixed on God, it brings a calmness and a peace that kind of smothers that noise so to stop being noisy inside we've got to exercise one of the fruits of the spirit and that is self-control we've got to learn to go to the scriptures we've got to find the time everything everything to do with growing in the grace and knowledge of the lord jesus christ everything to do with trying to grow and mature spiritually has to do with being active proactive it's not a passive thing we have to we have to find the time we have to discipline ourselves we have to exercise self-control to to stop going to the things that take us away from going to the bible and gain and, and take us away from spending time with god and praying to him we have to fight this and then we have to go to the bible and the scriptures and do what scripture says then we need to learn to put on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts this is a continual battle and tension 
that goes on inside us. And if our hearts are noisy and we're not doing anything, then we're going to just keep compromising our faith. We're going to keep sinning. We're going to keep walking not in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. We will not bear fruit in every good work. We'll keep on trampling God's grace underfoot. And the sad thing is, what tells us if our hearts are noisy inside, is that when we commit sin against God, maybe we tell a lie, maybe we try and justify our sin, and how good are we at that, justifying our sins? But we were, what we are good at is just going to God and saying, you know what, God will forgive me, I can just confess my sin. Or we go to God and we confess our sin and we just say, God, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do this again. Please forgive me. I'm going to try harder. But you know what? A few minutes later, a few seconds later, we commit that same sin again or we just keep on sinning. And why are we doing this? Because our hearts are continuously being noisy inside. We're not doing anything about that noise. We're not allowing the Holy Spirit to get inside our hearts through the Scriptures to sanctify our hearts, to cleanse them and to, to quieten them. If we carry on allowing our hearts to be noisy, then expect God to discipline us as His children. Just like me with, with my children when, when they were growing up here in the home, if they were naughty, they would be disciplined. If they continued to be naughty, they were disciplined in love. We do things in love, like God disciplines us in love. But be careful. Be careful what, what Paul says in Galatians. Those who practice such sins will not inherit the kingdom of God. We need to take sin seriously and we need to take obedience seriously. That God has saved us into an obedience of faith. Yes, we're not perfect and I understand that. But we are, we are looking to a faithful, humble, just, righteous, holy God. And that should cause us to fall on our face and say, God, forgive me. Be merciful to me, the sinner. Help me to saturate my mind, my mind with the scripture so I may not sin against you. We need, to, we need to quieten our hearts. We need to get rid of that noise. And only God can help us. It's amazing at, at school when the children, children, you're listening, when you're in, in the classroom and it's noisy, and the, and the teacher says, quiet, that's enough. Quiet, no more noise. Whew. You guys are quiet. And we should do the same. We go to God's word and he says, quiet, be still. Be still before the throne of grace. Quiet, my child. Listen to my word. Let me help you. Let me strengthen you. Let me build you up. To have a calmness and a peace in your heart. Let me get rid of that noise. And yes, the noise will come and go. Let's not say we don't have noises in our hearts. They will get noisy. But are you willing to put your hope in God? And help and let Him help you with this noise. This first thing from Psalm 131. Turn off the noise in our hearts. Will we see we can truly hope in God and He can help us. So if your hope is in God, then yes, your heart will be a little bit noisy, but at least you're trusting in Him. 
to help you endure, be rational, be faithful, be obedient in this time of lockdown. Not being perfect. God is not after perfectionism. He's after godly people. And godly people do sin and they do ask God to forgive them. But they don't practice the sin. So this morning, from Psalm 131, to encourage us to have hope in God, will we turn off that noise? Will we look to Jesus? Will we humble ourselves and look to Jesus there on the cross and embrace Him? There He became humble and, and crucified a crucified sermon to give us good hope through grace. To live in Him in all circumstances. Who teaches us to think the way He does. For us to, to hope in Him alone. Will we hope in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is our hope? Will we turn to God to be our hope in this time? Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this beautiful psalm that we can learn from David, learn from your word, how to quieten the noise that is in our hearts. But Father, let's start by asking you to forgive us. For we don't always run to you with, run to you with noisy hearts. We always try and rely on some other things to, to medicate the problem or to, or to solve the problem or to quieten our hearts. But Father, nothing will get to the root cause of that noise, to the sin that causes that noise, which is your word. Your word is a double-edged sword and it cuts through all the sin and it helps us. It's alive and it's there to, to, to sanctify us and transform us. So Father, please forgive us when we don't lean on you in your wisdom and put our hope in you. But give us wisdom now, Father, to do that. May we deny ourselves, take up our cross daily and follow you with our hope in you. So when our hearts do become noisy, Father, help us to turn to you, help us to run to you and to embrace the scriptures and allow you, Holy Spirit, to work in our hearts, to sanctify us, cleanse us and to bring a great calmness and peace. Father, thank you now for this psalm. Help us to, to apply what we've heard Put it into practice. Let us be doers of the word, not mere hearers and delude ourselves. So, Father, thank you now for this morning. Thank you for this beautiful psalm to remind us that our hope needs to be in our God in order for us to walk around in a way that brings you glory and honor. Thank you, Father. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to close with a lovely benediction we know it by now from numbers and um, maybe even start there to quieten the noise in your heart maybe spend the morning pondering on this beautiful benediction in numbers chapter 6 verse 24 the lord bless you and keep you now he cannot do that to a noisy heart he can do that to a heart that has been calmed and quietened before his throne. Let's start again. Verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. And all God's children say. Amen.